Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News. Not your average news show, we cover stuff you didn't realize was news. From the wild and funny, to the deep and hidden, to the absolutely ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker. Hey, I'm a comedian, and uh, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Oh, so funny today. Uh, Mark, I love it because the costumes are fun. Pretending is fun. I mean, it's like you get to be a kid for a day, and you're allowed to be silly and goofy. And it's really fun for me to do it and to, to see other people that aren't normally that way, you know, get goofy. Uh, and, you know, hail Satan. It's always good to hail Satan. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but I do love it. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Mark Kendall. I'm an Atlanta-based comedian. And, you know, I didn't trick-or-treat much as a kid, but I do remember uh, going to a haunted house. Like, this was like a, probably around like kindergarten, preschool age. Uh, and I got freaked out because I dipped my hand into a bowl and I was told it was like brains, but I guess it was really like grapes or spaghetti or something and i didn't like that and i'm I'm, i remember back then i was like i know i had the capacity to know that it was like fake not real but i think i remember one of my parents being like see it's just spaghetti it's all good but i i remember that so all right also today today (laughs) wait wait does that has that affected you today at all is this still Um, are you scared of a bowl of spaghetti no like i love pasta actually a lot but i guess (laughs) but to be but to be fair as an adult i've not gone to a haunted house i don't think i don't think so and and it's not like i i wouldn't say that i scare particularly easily but for whatever reason i got that memory lodged in there pretty good so Mm. i don't know I don't know. We're going to have to check out Netherworld. Maybe. I'd go. All right. So here's the thing about Netherworld, y'all. I I haven't been. So this is speaking from a place not of experience, but just of, like, curiosity. I'm like, I I wouldn't want, like, I think about, like, the actors that work at Netherworld, and I wouldn't want to scare someone because I'd just be afraid of getting punched in the face every night. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people don't know what you're going to do if you scare them like that. So that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah, Netherworld, for those who don't know, it's a huge haunted house here in Atlanta, Georgia. A lot of like film production people. So it's super cool and they put a lot of work and effort to it and they're very scary and people are terrified. And maybe the Mark Kendall will finally touch spaghetti brains <laughs> and uh, not be traumatized. <laughs> well, y'all, uh, today is a deep dive episode about trick or treating. Yes, the well known Halloween tradition. Uh, it has some interesting facts behind its history uh, and its origins. And so we're going to be exploring that today. And if that's not enough, uh, we are joined by the brilliant Sam Gordon. So uh, Sam is an amazing stand-up, 
originally from Chicago and traditionally raised on a steady diet of hot dogs. Uh, most of Sam's youth was spent performing in local theater, usually in the role of someone's evil stepmother. Uh, she cut her teeth at the Second City, a feature for comedians such as Michael Ian Black, and produced secret comedy shows for Don't Tell Comedy in Atlanta. Uh, Sam has written amazing original scripts and is a member of Writers Guild of America, WGA which is super impressive. Uh, she currently produces shows, offers creative consulting, and teaches comedy uh, writing through her business, Wendy Peach Comedy. Y'all, welcome Sam Gordon to the show. Very fun. Yay! Yes! Oh my goodness! Yeah. Sam Gordon's so excited to be here. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, Sam, she told me herself. <laughs> what if I did that the, the whole show? I'm in third person. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like a little confused, but I'd be like, I respect it. I mean, like, yeah, I'd be down, worried yeah. for me. Like, did she hit her head before we started? <laughs> It's a writer skilled thing, right? It's the WG. <laughs> I get bored, you know. <laughs> uh, well, Sam, we're so happy to have you back uh, on the podcast to talk about trick or treating mm-hmm. with us. Uh, but before we get into like the news stories and all that, we're going to do a segment we enjoy doing with all of our guests, which is called giving them their flowers. And so this is the part of the show uh, where we give you a couple compliments. You can't give them back, but we're going to give you some compliments. All right. Uh-uh. Uh, so, uh-uh. so, uh, so. Uh, Sam, you know, uh, so many things to choose from. But uh, when I was thinking about, like, what specific compliment do I want to give? I think you are a great builder of community. So aside from being, like, very talented comedian, artist, you are all those things. But, um, you know, I've seen you host so many shows. I've seen you teach so many classes. And something that I feel like people don't really realize that goes into that is that it's so much energy and work that you're setting up other people to succeed. And I think it takes like a very selfless person to want to do that. But I see you when you host and when you teach, you get, it's clear to me anyway, that you get a lot of enjoyment from setting those people up for success. And through those shows, through those classes, people get to meet other folks with similar interests, trying to do other things. The the people that you've had in your classes have gone on to great success. And anyway, when I look at that in its totality, it's someone that's uh, building community and you are really great at that. And I think that's something that's awesome about you. That's so nice. Put that on my headstone. It'll be so tall. <laughs> you can't go horizontal. It's got to be vertical. <laughs> and uh, I don't really like Sam, so I don't, you know. I don't... <laughs> Put that next to my tall headstone much shorter. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, I think Mark, you know, nailed it and all that. Sam, you know I'm a huge fan. I think, you know, Part of the thing about like knowing comedians is like not only are you super funny and all the things that Mark said, but you you also tackle really challenging topics and do it in a super hilarious way. And I always appreciate that. Is that when I see you, I know not only am I going to laugh, but you're probably going to challenge something or some form of thinking or toxic masculinity or talk about you know the importance of taking care of dogs and like in a fun <laughs> hilarious way and i it, i'm better for it as are the people that are in the audience so thank oh you oh my goodness i appreciate that so much particularly just from someone i've you know both of y'all from people i've known for so long who've seen me in so many different uh seasons and phases of this you know it's it's cool sure. that you still like me thank you <laughs> 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 well, we were going to put our Venmo on there for I'm you. Sorry so for who I was. No, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we'll jump into our ridiculous news nibbles. So these are just some stories that relate to Halloween uh, for this deep dive episode. For so this one was fun. It was about a dad who passed out candy on a flight so that his three-year-old daughter can trick or treat. He felt bad having his young daughter on this Halloween flight. Um, so he found a way to make it super special for the little girl who I love this tidbit. She was dressed like a donut. Um, according to fellow passenger Stephen Kahan, he passed out candy uh, to all the passengers on a flight from Boston's Logan Airport to San Francisco International Airport. So not a short flight either. And his note that he handed said, uh, my three-year-old daughter Molly was bummed she couldn't be able to go to trick-or-treating this year due to this flight. So decided to bring trick-or-treating to her. If you are willing, when my little donut comes down the aisle, please drop this in her basket. You'll be making her Halloween. If you're unwilling, no worries. Just pass the treat back to me. Thanks so much. Um, and then he brought her down the aisle for trick-or-treating. 
I'm sure that note was much cuter to read in one's own mind than to hear it read out loud because, whoa. <laughs> I, I read this before we recorded and I went, oh, this is a really sweet story. And now I heard it said out loud. I'm like, wow. Because, <laughs> like, what if you turned around and the little girl was the man? Or, like, what if there was, or, like, what if it was a dog or, like, a stuffed animal? Like, you're really trusting that there's going to be a human child coming down that aisle. <laughs> that really could, yeah, that really could check it on a very dark left oh, turn. Oh, but how nice. <laughs> what a nice story. Well, I wondered about this too, because it, one, it's sweet, but also, what do you, why, why can't she be home on Halloween? That's, That's so important. <laughs> Dang. It's like, sorry, the Cardinals are playing. I don't know. I don't think that's even the season. But... <laughs> Oh. Daddy had to go. I don't even know. Where was he saying? I was about to say, Daddy had to go to Vegas, but he was in San Francisco, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, so she was a donut. My question, I'm wondering, like, what kind of donut? Because, you know, if she's a long john, no problem getting up and down that aisle. But a regular donut? This little kid's going to be just like a ping pong ball bopping off of armrests trying to get a Kit Kat. <laughs> It's <laughs> so true. Yeah, now you have this. Girl it starts out okay up. in first class, but by the time she gets by the bathrooms, she's just stuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have to miss trick or treating when you were a kid? Would you ever have like? Is anyone feeling related to this story? I never missed it. I I would have burned my house down if I had missed it. So. <laughs> I don't remember missing it. No, because I loved it as a kid. Yeah. I can't think of a time because that might have been a little traumatic. Yeah, sure. something had to happen that they're on this flight. Yeah, well, Mark, you didn't trick or treat. Yeah, we didn't Is trick or right? treat much growing up. I, I, But I did get my trick or treat fix at school. So like the elementary school that I went to, mm -hmm. we would do like a costume parade. And I remember there being plenty of candy. Like I was never lacking for candy around Halloween. So what we'd do is it's like the whole school you'd come in costume or not and then you would just kind of like walk around the block it was a big deal it was it was, it was really fun but that was kind of like my trick-or-treating but i didn't go house to house uh but uh i always got plenty of candy yeah i trick-or-treated probably too long and i <laughs> am proud of that fact <laughs> it's the one shred of my childhood i clung to let's say that. How, how long did you what is it yeah how long um is it? Long enough that the last costume I wore just made it look like I was trying to rob houses. You know what I mean? Like, I just look like a troubled youth. Uh, my friend and I, uh, I think we were, I think we were 13 was our last year, possibly 14. It was definitely about, you know, seventh, eighth grade. And we, we wore these, you know, those in hindsight, very scary. But at the time we're like, these are fine. They're like those clear masks, but they have like, Oh, eye makeup yeah. and lips, you know, the translucent oh, face. And we terrifying. wore those with like hoods up. <laughs> and I've been six foot one since that age. So it was honestly very upsetting for the neighbors, I think. But <laughs> we didn't we didn't go again after that. But I loved I loved trick-or-treating. I thought it was great. I love a good walk. I love a costume. What, right. What's not to like? Brisk fall weather, you know. Get out, you know, take a lap Candy. around the neighborhood. <laughs> All right, y'all. So this headline, I feel like it could be a movie. I, I really do feel this way. All right. So this is from yeah. ABC News, okay? And the headline is, Hogs Gone Wild in Florida County Threaten Halloween Festivities. Uh, so the, the story is, okay? So there are these feral hogs, and it can be an issue in certain communities, right? So one Halloween in Brevard County, Florida, which is near Orlando, uh, they had this situation where these feral hogs were ripping up a lot of grass and land and uh, desecrating sidewalks with their feces. All right. So it's it's just a lot. OK, so this town is being is being, you know, is having this feral hog situation. So not a good situation. Wait, right. Can you do you do you desecrate a sidewalk? Because I feel like desecrate has to be something fancy to be desecrated. I don't know. Like a I don't know. I mean, desecrate? I feel like it makes sense because to me, desiccate, it's just a step away from defecated. You know what I mean? Like that's fair. They they defecated that, you know, it's, <laughs> 100% so this is where it kind of gets <laughs> to be like a movie to me. It's like, so you got this neighborhood in Florida 
these hogs, they're running amok. So the neighborhood hires a licensed tracker. This tracker's name is James Dean. James? And they're like, listen, James, you need to save him. No, it is not. His name's James Dean. And they hire him. Listen, Dean, comma, James. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And so they they hire him to try to solve this hog problem so that the, the kids can enjoy Halloween. And, like... At the time of the story, he had already caught like 11 of these hogs, right? And it's like this, oh this dude's race against time to save Halloween <laughs> from this pack of feral hogs, okay? And But it's like comes into question whether or not he'll be able to like do it. I feel like that'd be a great, great movie. Yeah, um, and oh if he doesn't God. round up all the hogs, he turns back into a scarecrow on November 1st because <laughs> he's... <laughs> <laughs> been cursed. He's, yeah. He's got to complete his <laughs> by a hog witch. Yeah. <laughs> Raised so many stakes. Yeah. And oh, man, <laughs> but just to be clear on hogs just in general, if you're like, what are hogs like? So according to the article, hogs don't commonly attack, but they can be provoked if they are confronted or if they feel like someone may pose harm. So a bunch of kids in costumes, I feel like that would be enough <laughs> to do yeah. just that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Man. Yeah. Could you imagine like, uh, and, and, you know, they, they, you know, not to say so you'd be, not, you should be super afraid of hawks, but they can really, I mean, they can kill people. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're no joke. They're they got big. horns. Mm-hmm. They're big. They're, they're big. muscular. People underestimate how big, this is going to sound like such a dumb sentence, but people <laughs> underestimate how big animals are. Yeah. People fair. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how strong they are, Yeah, too, you because, know. you know, not everything is that far evolved from what it once was. Some mm. things are like, I'll stay this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so You guys go ahead and get smaller. I'm going to stay big. So, Sam, to <laughs> your point, close. to your point, that leads to a quote from James Dean that I thought was amazing in this article. He says, I'm going to do this in the way I imagine he sounds. All right. That's one of the reasons why I want to bring in the dogs. Dean said, so the kids can have their Halloween. So it's just like, he wants to take a team of dogs and pit them against these hogs to save Halloween. And to me, I feel like that's, that's awesome. That's pretty awesome. I like the idea that James Dean has his own pack of like, I don't know, like stray dogs that he's ad- adopted right. and now he's been training them. He's yeah. been training them for years right. in the woods <laughs> to, to, right, to herd hogs. And now, all right, boys, it's your dogs. chance. Yeah. That is we got so called up. We got funny. called up to the big leagues. Right. I knew this day would come. <laughs> I knew this day would come. <laughs> Time to leave the farm and go to the city. <laughs> Go, go into God's country, Orlando, Florida. <laughs> trick or treat or dog. You know, trick or treat. It's or time treat. to hit the road. <laughs> time to hit the road, Jack O'Lantern. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With amazing and crazy topics for picking to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all. So we're back, and we want to talk a little bit about the origins of Halloween. And I didn't know much about this, and some of these facts I found really interesting. Okay, so you might be wondering, so like, all right, we know about Halloween and things like that, but how did trick-or-treating specifically become this tradition? So according to History.com, our amazing researcher, Casey, uh, we came across uh, some of these facts here. So Halloween has its roots in the ancient pre-Christian Celtic festival of Samhain, which was celebrated on the night of October 31st. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the UK, and Northern France, believed that the dead returned to Earth on Samhain. On the sacred night, people gathered to light bonfires, other sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. All right? So the first trick-or-treaters, apparently, uh, were poor children in medieval Europe who would go door-to-door begging for food and money during the Celtic holiday celebration, which was celebrated on October 31st. And so in exchange, they would offer to pray for the souls of their neighbors' recently departed loved ones. I think we could get back to that. I, you know, I think maybe let's bring it back. The kids need to learn about life and death a little bit earlier. You know, I mean, there's there's some there's some rich lessons. It's like that day of a uh, 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 day of del muerte, the the oh, day yeah, of the dead. Oh yeah, yeah, day of the yeah, dead. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, I think as Americans, maybe we're too far removed from that stuff. Well, yeah, I think it's kind of funny when you think about it. Like we could dress up, we'll have kids dress up in a costume of like a zombie. <laughs> 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 But like, don't. This is too dark. We this is too dark for them. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Well. Also, I like the idea. These kids got to earn that candy. Hey, man, you right. want these treats and coins? You better pray for my grandma. You know. <laughs> Thank right. you. Yeah. Praying for someone's soul after they're dead is interesting too, because it's like, what are you? What are you doing? Because you no, know, now you think of it. <laughs> well, you know, it's actually interesting that you mentioned that, Bill, because I'm not claiming to be an expert on this at all. But it's just like I've been reading some stuff about uh, different like theatrical traditions in different spaces outside of like the basic like Aristotle structure, and in different cultures, you know, like the living and the dead is more of like. You're just like in communion with them at all times. So it's less of like they're dead mm. and gone. And it's more like, mm. so so like dead characters, for example, in other types of plays outside of like maybe a traditional American play, it's like they're dead, but they're also like here. You know what I'm saying? And so I wonder then yeah. if like praying for someone who is dead is part of that, like communing with them or I don't know. These are just, these are just guesses, you know? Because, yeah, isn't there some, there's some, I'm not sure about the specifics on the culture, but I feel like in some of that afterlife belief throughout humans, we have this notion of, like, you go on, it's there's, like, levels, right? Mm. Where it's, like, planes of universe you go through, and so you've exited this world, and now you're in this world, and you have to get passage. That's why people be buried with certain things, so they could pay their passage to get to the next thing. And then if they don't, then they get stuck somewhere. And I feel like in mm. some, it's like you have to continue to be remembered and honored otherwise it's like it's almost like someone has to pay rent on your soul spot <laughs> and if, if like your people on earth don't pay your rent you get like booted to the other other realm <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's how geez. i'm picturing it right or it's like you have to like maintain <laughs> relevancy um but it's such an interesting thing i like the idea of of not being fully gone and just being like in like parallels right where it's like we can interact on this level but not that level because now we're on these other planes i think that part of human thinking is much more interesting than some of the uh more cut and dry religious beliefs we've got on death right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the, yeah i would hope that maybe that's from the synchronicity we experience in life is like you know mm-hmm. there's someone from another and i like the idea too you know it's like i miss my grandparents i don't think about them as often as maybe i should i do think about them but it's like if i had a day or a ritual mm-hmm. something to think about uh to send some good vibes their way also sending good vibes their way right now yeah. Here um, we go. Yeah, maybe i'll get a hershey in the mail <laughs> <laughs> A check for seven dollars. Uh, where, where did this come from? Uh, I don't know. Grandma? 
Uh, well, I like so so in later centuries, you know, this, this goes on to talk about that people began dressing as ghosts, demons, and other other creatures, performing antics in exchange for food and drink. Ah. So it went from praying for food and drink to performing for food and drink. Mm. And this custom was known as mumming, uh, and also dates back to the Middle Ages. And is thought to be, you know, the the precursor to trick or treat. Oh, that's super interesting. Especially that, like, you're like, oh, go do this interesting thing or go do this, like, maybe mischievous thing and I'll get you this meal. That's a really interesting tradition, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, I didn't know that. I'm picturing people in the Middle Ages, like, having someone dress as a ghost, pulling a prank on their neighbor who keeps (laughs) infringing on their fields. Yeah, it's, is it a burlap sack? So that's the only thing I can pays, picture. Pays a demon to steal their their cousin's loot. Yeah. Yeah. Hides yeah. it. Yeah. He sucks. I'm tired of hearing him play it. Yeah. yeah. See, that feels because like depending on how serious the person takes it, do you get burned? I mean, at the I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. Some people they're like, I should not have played that trick. <laughs> this was this is not a treat. <laughs> My arm got cut off. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. it was a joke. We thought you were. A witch. Yeah. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> well, uh, although it's unknown precisely where and when the phrase "trick or treat" was coined, the custom was firmly established in popular culture in America by 1951 when trick or treating was depicted in the Peanuts comic strip. Uh, so I guess maybe that's the historical factors. The peanuts. You guys looking for places to like? <laughs> yeah, you guys history. remember when they, when they covered Kennedy? <laughs> yeah. uh, that was crazy <laughs> when peanuts did Kennedy. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> um, Disney also produced a cartoon called Trick or Treat featuring Donald Duck uh, back in '52. So uh, of course, another very great place to go in history. Huey, Dewey, and Louie cartoon is such a core memory <laughs> in my soul for Halloween. I will never not think of that cartoon. Oh, oh my wow. goodness! Oh, it's so. So you we, remember I, this '52 cartoon? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the one that I'm thinking of because my grandma was one of those grandmas that just bought every VHS tape ever at Sam's Club, and you know how they put. <laughs> Like those, those collections yeah. where they'd be like the classic. Mm-hmm. So like she had this like um, all these different like classic Disney animations that were like themed out. Um, so there's one that was about like Goofy. There was one that was Mickey. And then there was like Huey, Dewey, Louie and Donald and stuff like that. But yeah, this Halloween one and it has like these like dancing skeletons and stuff. And it's oh, it's got music. Wow. It's really it's kind of spooky. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I remember as a kid, some of it was like, ooh, too scary. Um, but it's mostly really cute. It's <laughs> yeah, cool. so funny. Honestly, wow, trick-or-treating is not that old. I really was picturing, like genuinely was picturing people doing that like as far back as like the early 1900s. But I guess people were just having like Halloween parties because like you would see those, you know, and like you see like vintage masks and costumes from like that era of the like mm-hmm. 19-aughts to the fifth before the 50s, right? Like 1910s to 40s. But Wow, I'm fascinated. Yeah. Well, it seems like, you know, there were definitely things similar to trick-or-treating earlier in 20th century in America and elsewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. However, it seems like it evolved over time. So, for example, th- mm-hmm. um, this other article for from Business Insider seems to say that, like, you know, by the 20th century, you know, uh, Halloween and Halloween celebrations were a thing that you'd find in America. However, it sounds like earlier around, like, the time of the Great Depression, uh, it also included things like full-blown vandalism and crime on those nights. And apparently there's one theory out there that says that uh, the modern-day trick-or-treating emerged as a way to bring order to the chaos and keep citizens safe on October 31st. So, I love that it's the article says full-blown vandalism. <laughs> yeah. Not the half-hearted. No one's using pencils and chalk here. <laughs> We're talking buckets of feces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, what is so full Desecrating yeah. sidewalks. <laughs> Hogs being let loose. Yeah. yeah. That is uh, interesting. So it's funny to imagine this notion of it going from like, hey, we'll 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 pray for your loved ones and then saying, Hey, we'll we'll do some little mischievous things to saying like, Whoa, you guys are chaos. What if we gave you candy to stop terrorizing the town? And and speaking of candy, Sam, so apparently as the sugar rations of the great depression were lifted, 
candy companies started cashing in on this new Halloween tradition. And so now, mm. you know, people spend an estimated $2.6 on candy for Halloween. And that's according to the National wow. Retail Federation. So Whoa. Yeah, so it's... Yeah. Whoa. I guess when Always you think about it, business. though... Yeah, I bet you a lot of that Halloween candy isn't even trick-or-treaters. Like, think about the month of October and how many, like doctor's offices you go into mm -hmm. and there's just like mm -hmm. a halloween pumpkin full mm -hmm. of milky way mm -hmm. yeah right that Dennis is so Thompson. interesting wow so do you think that maybe our interest in halloween and trick-or-treating and all of that is a reaction to world war ii mm. from the rationing and like ha having that sense of not having all of these indulgences and now we really Lean into it. I mean, I feel like that's American right. culture in a nutshell. But. Well, I think that's that's business too, <laughs> yeah. taking advantage. I think yeah. there's so many. The more deep dives we do, the more it's like you know who's behind this Hershey's, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. marketing campaigns that make you know kind of normalize these behaviors, yes. and then they become yes. quote unquote traditions. I remember you know. even thinking as a kid, you know, like. I I was a lot of candy. I, at the end of a Halloween, I would have so much candy and I would couldn't eat it all. I remember my jaw hurting from <laughs> trying to eat so much yeah. candy. And, we would have you know, can yeah, we'd have candy until like December, January, easy. Yeah. Like no yeah. doubt. It's so funny because yeah. yeah, I can I confidently say now that I've I've worked in advertising a little bit that yes, all of the brands and all of the agencies are just looking at how to manipulate cultural experiences. <laughs> so this tracks. This tracks hard. Um, I this blew my mind. I had no idea that we didn't really lean into it until that that late in our in our era. But all of that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Now I'm curious. Um, about like the evolution of our candy over time. Mm. Cause if you think about like, when I think of like 1950s candy, I'm thinking about like those Mary Janes, you mm -hmm. know, or like those circus yeah. peanuts. I don't know when those came out, <laughs> but, but yeah, like then, then I think about some people who, you know, like the people in the neighborhood who hand out like raisins or the things that aren't, is that, is that because they want you to be healthy or is that just a holdover of the sugar ration? <laughs> right? Suddenly yeah. I understand the raisin giver much more. Yeah, the person handing out actual apples, and they're yeah. probably not razor blades in them, folks. That was, I was that told was they're all. totally fine. They're totally safe. Yeah, Take them. Totally fine. Eat some. Eat some apples. And so actually, a lot of sugar in that fruit as well. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of sugar. Well, the, you know, speaking of sugar and speaking of those different treats and candies, um, there's an interesting article that Casey pulled about the most popular candies, uh, which I thought was yeah super interesting. So if you're trying to make trick-or-treaters the happiest uh here is the five top most like candies you can't go wrong if you're handing out skittles starbursts reese's peanut butter cups my personal favorite kit kats and twix um which yeah i don't know about y'all but track yeah <laughs> I'm going to say correct. Um, like, I'm holding my hand so serious. Like, yes, yes. yes. Like, I'm waiting for the results of American Idol. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. That's so funny. That, yeah, I love all that. You know, it's funny. Have you ever noticed, um, my girlfriend and I were talking about this the other day. Have you ever noticed, like, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? They are so much better when they're in the seasonal shape. Like when you get an Easter, during Easter, they yeah. have the eggs and Halloween, they've got those little pumpkins and oh. Christmas, they got the tree. Why yeah. is it so much better than the cup? There's like, there is a much better like peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Like mm. I know why it's better. I'm saying, why do they make it better? <laughs> why it's don't they make it this good all year is what I'm saying. Because um, I love Reese's, but yeah, there's something about that like bite on that yeah. little Halloween pumpkin. Get yourself some. This is paid by for Re just kidding. Reese's Yeah, Pippa, Reese's Holler uh, hit us up. You know, uh, actually, Reese's actually, they really do support their fans because um, I feel like I keep bringing her up, but uh, she, my girlfriend once tweeted that she wanted to um, have a Reese's egg wedding cake. And then Reese's was like, wow, you're such a outrageous fan. We're going to send you a whole, like, 
I don't know, like so many months supply of some promotional candy they're doing. I forget whether they're like nutrageous or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but they they like said she was gonna marry they like made made her a wedding. Like they sent her all the things for so she could actually marry a Reese's egg. What? And then she got like a several months supply of nutrageous bars. So what I'm saying is <laughs> if you love a candy bill, <laughs> you too could become a promotional item in the advertising world's corporate web. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna at some candy. You better at some candy companies. <laughs> that is so there. funny, Mark. What's your favorite candy? Being outside of this, you know, trick or treating bubble of favorites, yep. what would you say yours are? So I think that the the candies that they listed, I agree. I enjoy all those very much. Um, I think more recently, uh, my favorites have been Snickers. Like I really enjoy Snickers bars. Yeah. Uh, so like Snickers bar, mm. but Reese's peanut butter cup is very close to the top. Uh, and I actually enjoyed Twix a lot for a number of years. That was definitely like a go-to. Mm, yeah. So I'd say those are my top three, like Reese's, Twix, uh, Snickers. Yeah. Nice. I recently learned that there actually is a difference between the left Twix and the right Twix. You know how what? they package them? And this is really just what, what someone, this is just what a, a, a Twix leftist told me, okay? <laughs> um <laughs> Reveal, some some, yeah. some Twix leftists. I don't know how the Twix far right feels, but uh, <laughs> someone told me that one has more cookie and one has more caramel. Really? I don't know if wow. that's true, but I love that as a marketing thing because what a annoying <laughs> product to manufacture. <laughs> Right. You guys should be the guy in the factory. He's like, you're telling me I got to adjust this one to this, but I got to adjust this one to that. But they're in the same... Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so of, funny. <laughs> I'm quiet quitting this place. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm twi- <laughs> this is retwixulous. Yeah. Oh, that's silly. Ever notice factory workers, whenever we bring them up, tend to have some sort of, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I'm quitting this place. <laughs> getting out of here to make all go. the Twix in the Bronx. <laughs> 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 yeah, my granddad made all the Twix back in 48. <laughs> Before the fire. <laughs> Before the fire. It's always a fire. Always. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all. So we're back. And uh, Bill, Sam, I'm excited to share this article with y'all from Huffington Post. Uh, So y'all remember the show 30 Rock where Steve Buscemi... Uh, there was like one of those cutaway scenes where he was pretending to be a teenage high schooler. And he's like, hello, fellow teens. And that went on to become a popular meme. Uh, well, mm-hmm. apparently, Steve Buscemi uh, dressed up as his own meme 
for Halloween and handed out candy. And I feel like that's a great story. <laughs> uh, so the article goes on to say the quirky actor, which is an itch. I mean, like, yes, Steve Buscemi is quirky, but I mean, like, anyway, the, the, the quirky actor was dressed up as a character he played on 30 Rock that became a hit meme. Uh, so he was decked out in a red hoodie, a <laughs> backwards baseball cap, and a skateboard. And uh, yeah, so he re- recreated his clueless undercover cop character who tried to blend in with high schoolers. And this was from a 2012 episode of the sitcom 30 Rock. And uh, the character's name was Lenny Wozniak or private detective Lenny Wozniak. And uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, so he recreated this moment. And uh, and there was a quote from uh, a 13 year old that was there when he was dressed up. In this way, <laughs> named Stella Wexler Rush, which is an awesome name. Uh, and their quote was, we weren't sure if it was him at first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought that, that was pretty funny. I, I, I mean, a, a, a 13-year-old, did, I'm surprised they even knew Steve Buscemi <laughs> is. Oh, I can almost 100% guarantee that Stella Wexler Rush thought that was just an old man that wore those clothes <laughs> and that became a meme. Because having spent many years babysitting, I can tell you, <laughs> if you are over 30, children will, will not believe that you are important. <laughs> There's no way that's a famous person. You're in a meme. You're just an old man that we made famous. You know what I mean? Yeah, Meanwhile, right. Buscemi's like, Reservoir Dogs? I mean. <laughs> yeah, and I did, you know, until I was looking at this article, I just never noticed in the meme that his shirt just says musician band. Music <laughs> musician, band. Yeah. Music band with a little lightning bolt. It's like a takeoff of ACDC, but it just says music band. 30 Rock uh, is so good at that, like, very dry, yeah. very mm. silly kind of humor. I will say, as a show, what not everything has held up in time because hey you know we weren't great back then (laughs) but but man are there some good little bits like that that is such a funny funny moment oh my gosh yeah i was just always so astounded by how many jokes they could pack into every scene it was to the point where it was just like it's like overwhelming you know like in in a good way i know but it's just like no it's yeah it's something you can go back to and rewatch over and over and catch something that you missed. Like subtle. There's all these background things going. People are saying stuff. I mean, it's a busy, busy show. It's so funny. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> go Tina Fey. Go Tina. Oh, that's great. Have you guys ever spotted a celebrity anywhere like that? Uh, at the movie theater I used to work at in Atlanta. It was like one of my first, uh, I think it was my first job. I worked at a movie theater. And so they'd play like a lot of art house films. So at the time, like for example, like if Little Miss Sunshine came out, pretty much the only place to see it in Atlanta would be that theater. And so it would just attract people from all over the city that wanted to see those kind of movies. So I remember Chris Tucker came in to see The Last King of Scotland and he came in late and he's like, y'all gonna hold the movie for me? We are like, oh man, that's Chris Tucker. And no, we can't. We don't, we don't control it. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Andre 3000 would come in to watch stuff too. And so like, that's I think those were the two that I remember passing through. But nothing where they were like dressing up as a character handing out candy. Right, where you have like, to like double check or like, hold on, is this really happening <laughs> right. right now? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be epic. When I worked at um, an improv theater in Chicago, I'll, I won't name, uh, but when I worked uh-huh. there, um, uh, I forget his name, but the actor that played the janitor on Scrubs, mm-hmm. Neil yeah, something, yeah. he was performing um, on the weekend. His team was performing Beer Shark Mice, and he wanted to go outside to the beer garden to smoke, but there's no smoking allowed. And he was walking. He'd, got, he'd done it twice already, and none of the other um, staff wanted to tell him no. But I was like, he's not supposed to, no. And so, because like, people are trying to enjoy their time outside. And so right. then he finally came, and I was by myself, and I was brave. And I was like, um, you can't, you can't smoke outside. And he kind of like looked at me. He's like, do you know who I am? And I was like, yes. And then he turned around and went to smoke by the dumpsters. And it was a very powerful moment. Good or was nice. it like a great scene? And he was improving and actually went to the beer garden behind my back, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos but to I you, think Sam. I think it's funny that my only celebrity interaction, I was like, I'm so sorry, but I've been given a job to do. I'm like a work dog. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm like a drug sniffing dog meeting a celebrity. I cannot be cool. Uh, <laughs> That's great. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have never. Uh, so Bradley Whitford was one time was at a dad show. I remember he was in the audience, and there was another actor there too. Mark, were you at that show? Uh, I remember. I vaguely remember what you're talking about. No, I, I wasn't there that night. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I, my favorite running into, although it's not the same thing at all, was running into. Uh, uh, I was working behind the scenes with CNN at a Bonnaroo, hanging out. Ended up. You know, I think they were doing an interview with like Pearl Jam or something in a tent behind the stage. And I was talking to these other ladies as we were hanging out and talked to them for like 15 minutes. Just they're where are you from Atlanta. It was really fun. And then finally I was like, so are you all in a band or something? And the lady was like, oh, I'm Lizzo and I'm playing at the <laughs> tent over oh, here. And this is I'm Lizzo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She was so nice and so cool. And this is before she was famous. Yeah, so it's like, like before like you huge. were not. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she was, yeah, that's the thing. People act like she was an overnight success, but she was working in no. the industry and touring and doing festivals for many, many years. That's amazing. Yeah, what, that was how awesome. nice. What a lovely yeah. person to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just a person too. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I realized that. if I had run into her now, because I'm such a huge fan of hers now, I don't know. If they, I don't know that I would have played it so cool, you know, and <laughs> yeah. she was so kind. So. Whenever I see any celebrities, I try to just ignore them. Because <laughs> <That's what laughs> really you see them a lot idea. in Atlanta. Yeah. You see people a lot at comedy shows. People, you know, you. Inter- I that's why that's why the janitor from Scrubs is the only one I've ever talked to. We saw how that went, so I try to not. <laughs> no, I genuinely am just like they don't want me to n- let them know I like them. They don't care. <laughs> but they do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, several things pulled from an article of 27 ridiculously weird things kids actually got while trick-or-treating. And I love the first one, which is uh, a quote, my neighbor gave out period starter kits to the girls and condoms to the older kids. Honestly, slam dunk neighbor. Yep. Love this neighbor. (laughs) Right. And it's like, I don't know, like, what age is the cutoff and does there need to be a cutoff? Um I don't know. My gosh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, the condoms, I could see how that's a little bit more divisive. Mm-hmm. I just feel, I mean, I feel like the period starter kit, I mean, hey man, things could happen at any time. It's a bomb. No, it's no, it's, <laughs> it's smart. It's smart. It should be normal. It yeah. shouldn't be like a weird secret. Because normally the way a girl gets her first tampon is another girl hands it to her from her sleeve into the other girl's sleeve in a classroom. <laughs> oh, wow. So oh, no my. one sees it. Like it's like a secret. Secret. It's oh, like wow. a really twisted handshake. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think the transparency is wonderful. The condoms, someone might get mad. Um, not me. I'm cool. <laughs> You're hip. I'm cool, hip. Uh, uh, well, another woman gave out small potted plants. Again, seems like a win. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw that in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Some parents so pissed. They're just holding four plants walking behind their kids. <laughs> It's the the first house they first house they went to. So What's next? Just... Goldfish in a bag? Come on. <laughs> um, That's uh, impractical. One, one person got a pack of cigarettes, but it was they noted for their dad who was trick or treating. That's funny. Uh, I just imagine that dad That's being so like score. You know, <laughs> I'm doing this every year with you, Ryan. Oh. Man. Yeah. <laughs> See if they got reds. Uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> I can picture a kid going door to door saying that they need cigarettes for their dad who's not with them. <laughs> so maybe that's not a great move. Right. To do. <laughs> it's a trick and a treat, a cigarette. <laughs> for some reason, I picture this being a stepdad too. So it's like, hey, Carl, they got cigarettes for you again this year. I don't know. Why. <laughs> Another one was a, a baby turtle and a can of orange soda was the next one. <laughs> was the soda small enough for the turtle or mm. was it? Right. Was the turtle tur- presented atop the can? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about cute. Baby turtles are definitely up there in terms of cuteness. So I can see how a kid would never say no, but a parent's going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. So what do they do? I mean, was it I gotta know. They buy little terrariums? <laughs> I have to, right? Are or they you loose just, loose turtles? Do you do you 
tennis racket back in the woods, you know, just kind of send it on its way. Um, <laughs> it doesn't racket? give more. <laughs> That's how you would do it, Bill. <laughs> no, a tennis no. racket. That's Carl the stepdad. That's what he's oh, doing. Oh, okay. That's, that's a big Carl move. <laughs> um, it doesn't it doesn't give details on it, um, what happened to the baby turtle. But that in the final one that, that we pulled was um pamphlets about why Halloween is actually a celebration of Satan. Uh, you know, which depending on the kind of neighborhood you're in, I can see some disgruntled people. Well, you know, depending on the type of pamphlet, too. <laughs> you know, the pamphlet. It might be like, mm, Halloween's bad because it's Satan. Or it might be like, hey, Halloween's sick because it's Satan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could be. It could be like, oh my God, we're so glad you're into this. We also love Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We too Just are so friends right. of Lucifer. Um, <laughs> Which it feels like you would give out something cooler, like, you know, <laughs> just a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. so funny. Yeah, like some incantations or like a, I don't know, Ace a pentagram. <laughs> An Ace of base CD. So and the sleeve is the pamphlet. I guess a question I have for y'all is, you know, if you got a trick-or-treater, and you weren't able to give them candy, but you're like, I'm gonna give them something that makes them remember me. So like something that maybe you either have around your house or like something that you would that you would like that you'd be like, Oh, this would be a cool thing to give, I guess is what I'm asking. That's not that's not candy. It's a reflection of who you are as a person in some way, whether whether it be your random interests or things around your house. What 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 might that be? Oh man, Mark, um, I'm so glad you asked because this <laughs> <laughs> this this is something I have actually done twice oh, now. Wow. Um, nice. I've lived in my house two years, but I've never known if trick or treaters are going to come or not. Yeah, and it's like embarrassing to be over prepared and then they don't come. So I'm like, eh, yeah. so right. I've had twice now, two years in a row. I've had kids kids come to my house and I didn't technically have candy for them, but I still gave them stuff. <laughs> 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 Um, I mean, the good news is that I'm an adult who always has candy in my house. It's just that, like, it's, like, ridiculous stuff. <laughs> well, what do so, you mean ridiculous stuff? Um, yeah. Like, one year... <laughs> Um, like what, like one year I ended up giving them all, I had bought in bulk cause I do this. I buy bulk candy on Amazon cause, <laughs> cause I'm a grown up and I can. Right. And so I'll buy bulk candy of stuff I like. And like, I, I gave all these kids those like Terry's chocolate oranges. <laughs> nice. You know, those you like whack and they break into other yeah, pieces. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great um, But I've also yeah. I've also fully just given kids a bunch of Windy Peach stickers because I'm like, they're butts. Here you go. They're they're fun. Here they are. Um and then <laughs> there what there was one kid, I wish I could remember what his costume was. He might have been like it might have been like a pirate or something. I don't know. But I had like, you know, those like LED candles that you like you turn out the battery. I had like a really tall one. I was like, here, buddy. And, like, turn it on. Like, here you go. And he's like walking around like Ebenezer Scrooge with his big old candle. <laughs> so stupid. Why did I give him that? But I just like, I didn't have anything. That's but if funny. I were to do it for real, if I could pick something genuine, I think I would be, I would want to be able to give kids like, you know, a coloring book or something no, like an activity nice. that would be reminiscent of the thing I would want. And like, what would be representative of me? Be like, Hey kid, here's this cool puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and it, then their parents would be like, why are you giving my child toys? Go away from it. So <laughs> right. fair. Right. But Bill, what would be yours? Oh, I, I think it, it, nothing as cool as what you said, but probably like a, a like a little mandolin or something like, a it, like I, 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 I had a, uh, or 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 ukulele probably would be cheaper oh, and more efficient. No. Uh, I had a friend who got married, my fr- good friend Graham, and he for his gift for all of us that were in the wedding party he gave us ukuleles, and that was fun. Although these poor parents would be like, "You give my kid a ukulele." I know it's so funny because I just when you said that I was like, you know, a fun like alternative to Halloween candy would be like those little egg shakers or like a little like maraca. Mm. But I'm like, also parents would be so mad. I remember right. getting kazoo's as a kid when I would trick oh, or treat. Yeah. You get like right. a kazoo yeah. sometime. Just whistles, just handing out whistles. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's caused a lot of chaos. Well, this brings us to our our final um, segment here, which is the spring of inspiring inspirations. We always want to leave y'all with a quote to think about uh, to carry you through the rest of your day. And this one is from the fabulous Vincent Price. 
Um, and he said, it's as much fun to scare as to be scared. That's insightful, I feel. That's cool. <laughs> and Mark, by the way, Mark, what was, I realized I've moved forward. What was your thing that you would hand out? Oh, yeah. That I think I'd give out books. You know, like, like I got some kind of intense books that I don't know if I'd necessarily give out, but like, or might give out like really specific stuff like this book. Like, uh, y'all know these 33 and a third book series where they like write about different albums. It's kind of cool. So it's like, it's like this book about like Stevie Wonder's songs in the key of life or like other kind of classic albums, which I'd give, or maybe I'd give like, I don't know a really intense book about identity politics and the kids is like, oh, I found what I love. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I want to go into the study of people, you know, or whatever it is. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. Mark's kid... just handing out copies of the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> just getting kids started. <laughs> Questioning it right off the bat. And I'm like, expand your mind, you know. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. Ask questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no, yeah. Mom, we don't want to skip Mark, Mr. Mark's house this year. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's giving they start, out start, you know. start calling him Mr. Marxist. Um, do you do you guys like being scared? Do you like? Are you? I know Mark. You said you haven't been to a haunted house in a while. Does yeah. that mean that you don't like scary things in uh, general? I think it depends on what it is. It's not that I don't. Um, what is it? I don't know if I necessarily like seek it out all the time. So there's definitely like horror movies mm-hmm. that I've watched that I'm like, that was freaky, and I don't dislike mm-hmm. it. But it's just like, oh, this is something that I don't want to do all the time. Like, for example, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think like Vertigo is just like the super creepy movie, you know, and I mm-hmm. I, I like mm-hmm. the movie a lot, but I'm like, it also creeps me out. So I don't necessarily like seek it out all the time. I'm not like, oh, you know, what would be yeah. fun is if I flip myself out with this movie. It's more like, oh, here's an experience where I am being scared and I can appreciate it. That's kind of, that's kind of how I describe mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, what, what, I what, get about, that. what about you, Sandy? What about um, you know, I, I've always, I, I don't like like violent movies. I'm not interested in like a slasher horror, horror for the sake of it being a horror in the genre. But mm. I do really enjoy like the psychological thriller. I do love mm. the, like a really artistically made spooky story. You know, there's sometimes a scary movie can be so interesting because to me, I think the scariest things are the things that are more about like human psyche and relationships mm. versus like there's a demon in my kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this house is haunted. Oh, instead, like there's a real, like a really awesome example of that. Um, there's this movie called Uma that I just watched um, with Sandra O, oh, and it, it's technically a ghost story. It's set up like a ghost story, but it's actually about like generational trauma and and like immigrant stories, and like it's it's beautiful. Oh, wow. Same thing with like his house. Um, it's a horror film. It's set up a lot like a, a ghost kind of demon film but it's actually this much deeper psychological story about people escaping a war-torn country and all these things and i like that part because it's i i kind of relate to the sentiment of not seeking out being scared because i kind of think being alive is scary enough mm. and like thinking about things is already scary like mm. i'm already scared all the time so mm. <laughs> i don't need to watch like <laughs> scream but i do like seeing other people expressing that through film in that way so i do love scary movies for that um, and I like being scared because it's like, we're all scared together. Yeah. yeah uh, it's a funny, uh, there's a demon in my kid was actually the alt title for The Exorcist. That was, that was the, re- the rejected title. Would have been a very different movie. Yeah. Hey, there's a that demon was, in my kid. It's an old line from Toy Story. <laughs> oh, my god. Bill, Bill, what about yourself, man? Do you, do, you, do you like going out to be scared? Like, what's, I, what's your I, You know, I... You know, when people ask my favorite movie, I usually either say Apocalypse Now or the movie Alien. The movie Alien Mm. is still one of my favorite movies of all time. And it is terrifying. It's a very Mm -hmm. scary film. I still, every time I watch it, the end scene with Sigourney Weaver, you know, Mm -hmm. just trying to get off that ship um, is so terrifying. And I I don't, you know, but it's not, I don't really like the gore, like the Saul kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. that stuff. Just now, nah, but to to your point, Sam, the psychological thriller, which in a sense, Alien does have some gore, but it's more about this, you know, uh, uh, and gosh, some really interesting um, metaphors, even for today's society, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, what's it like when a man gets implanted with something in his belly that, mm-hmm. you know, he he can't stop. So, 
it's a great film overall a good film uh definitely worth a rewatch if you haven't seen it recently mm-hmm. uh but yeah i do like being scared yeah i, don't, I enjoy it yeah so what you're saying is that we're all going to go to a haunted house, <laughs> and we're going to all wear pro- GoPros, <laughs> and we'll see who really likes being scared, because yeah. I bet you I will cry, but it'd be fun. Do it. I'm there. I'm 100% there. And, and I hope, audience, that you will will join us for that next episode <laughs> where we're live, yeah. live from a haunted house, maybe another world. And... As always, thank y'all so, so much for tuning in to Ridiculous News. We love having you here. We love doing this for y'all. So please come back. We appreciate you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. And you can stay in touch with us. So you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com. And on Facebook and IG, follow Ridiculous News. And you can check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. And Sam, what's the best way for folks to stay in touch with you? Oh, people can find me on pretty much every social media platform under what Sam just said. So TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the good ones. That's what I use. Uh, (laughs) You won't find me on Be Real. Uh, Follow what Sam just said. um, Or you can go ahead and check out samgordoncomedy.com. That's where you find out, you know, follow my blog, find out where I'm performing, all that good stuff. Thank you so much, Sam. And thanks so much to you, the listeners. Goodbye. See ya. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.